AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Hello there. Hi. So how are you holding up? I'm hanging in there, you know, just locked in my parents' house. <laughs> you just told me you've been wearing the same sweatpants for four days straight? Is that what you said? Well, no, I mean, pretty much since I got here. Oh, wow. The day after Thanksgiving. But my mom does laundry. Like, I mean, you would think that this is a hotel that has, you know, guests with sheets that need to be changed every day. <laughs> She's always like, bring down your towels and your dirty clothes. I'm like, it's a pair of underwear and a t-shirt that's what constitutes my dirty clothes you know some people like to keep up on that my boyfriend does laundry every day like really yeah he does not like to let it build up so he just like he'll wash whatever's in there that day i mean i think when you have kids there's a little bit more but yeah it's like every day or every other day and at first i was like what the like you're making yourself have so much work and now i'm kind of in the program like i kind of like it i still at my house like let stuff stack up a little bit but it's kind of nice sometimes because you just, you don't have to like recite, go through so many clothes maybe. I don't right, know. Are you right. just like when you actually do laundry, the actual session doesn't take as long, you know, like I'm usually like doing it for a couple hours. Well, you know, for me, I don't mind doing laundry. I hate folding laundry. Same. Me too. So I have to have a good TV like, show I'm, on or something. Yeah. It ends up just a pile on my, I've got a big island in my kitchen and I, it just ends up on island, like yeah. on the end of the island, it's just a pile. And um, but there's nothing better than like having a nice folded stack of laundry when you're done. So it's like yeah. I need to like change the way that I think about it. But amen to that. Well, maybe your mom can do that for you over the holidays. Yeah, I mean, it would. It, what would help is if she was like, "Do your own fucking laundry," right? <laughs> because she wouldn't let me like leave a pile laying around unfolded either. Right. You know? <laughs> Well, I have to tell you, I just had the most funny conversation with an old friend of mine. We were, she called Uh-oh. me, I know, she called me, um, and she works for a skincare company, so we were talking about ways we could work together, like with Velvet's Edge and her company, and they have really amazing products, and we had this, like, 
lengthy business conversation. And then so we were kind of at the end of it and just catching up. And she goes, and I have to tell you, congratulations on you and Chip. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I just thought she like, I was kind of confused by it, but I literally just thought she must just think like, or be looking at my Instagram or something and know that the podcast is doing really well. And so she's like congratulating me on that. Like, I just was like, yeah. And she goes, you know, I know Chip, like she knows you from a couple years ago and from some work stuff too. And she was like, I just love him. Um, that's so great. And I was like, yeah, he's Chip's the best. Like he's so amazing. And <laughs> we just like keep going on and on. Right. And she goes, she said something. And then I go, wait, what? And she goes, wait, you guys are dating, right? <laughs> and I was like, what? No. I was like, Chip's oh, gay. I'm not really his my type. God. I died. Like the fact That's that amazing. she said her and her husband even were like, I mean, he's different than her normal type, but like, like they really analyzed it. They really analyzed our relationship. So funny. Because, you know, I could see, like, someone getting, actually, the name of your boyfriend and me um, confused. Yeah, I, I guess. Mean, it's, like, one-syllable names. Yeah. That's about, so. all. That's about it. But... <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I well, died. Um, what did well, she say when you said that? We laughed forever, and she was like, I feel like that grandmother that, like, doesn't know what Facebook <laughs> is. You know, like, she just could not get over it. I guess it's, like truthfully though you're the only guy i post about on my instagram so i guess oh, people that hear that like i'm in a relationship and that would be an easy assumption you know like strangers have asked me that before like is this the guy you're oh. dating like on the instagram but no like no one i know oh my god <laughs> so yeah you're the new mysterious it. boyfriend <laughs> well you're gonna have to work on your hit, sexy voice now you know i, I will damn <laughs> Keep, I'm gonna keep keep it up. I'm not gonna be allowed at your house because you know your real boyfriend's gonna get suspicious yeah, of all the yeah, time. Yeah, I'm sure he's gonna feel real threat. Yeah, it's gonna be like, <laughs> are you guys recording? Are you quote unquote recording? <laughs> yeah, I gotta I gotta record a podcast later. And he's like, I bet you do. He's <laughs> like standing outside my window. Ah, I love it. <laughs> anyway, yeah. it gave me great pleasure today. I mean, I laughed thoroughly, and then I just started laughing thinking about you and I in a relationship. Oh my god, that's dating. <laughs> I feel like you would murder me for some reason. Oh, I don't think I would murder you. You don't? No, Do I think, think I would, would be, be a lot compatible? skinnier, though, because, well, I mean, <laughs> you only have hummus in your fridge. I literally drinks. only have three things of hummus, no crackers. <laughs> We'd be on a liquid <laughs> diet. I wish that I could say my refrigerator got better. It did for like a week, and then now I'm back to nothing. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like the exact opposite here at my parents' house. Like, I I, I don't know how she find my mom finds things in the fridge. Because like, there's is, so much. I'm like, oh, I'm craving a pickle. I'm like, it is the biggest game of Tetris you've ever played. <laughs> just to get the pickle jar out. I'm yeah. like, this is not fun. And I just, I don't know. And I don't know, like, because I'm really weird about leftovers. I don't like to eat leftovers. Okay. And I wonder if it's some sort of, like, PTSD. It of, could like, be. From my childhood, like not knowing how old the shit in the fridge was because of like oh everything's God. in like she, she has containers for everything yes 
Yeah. So it's like, God knows how old this shit is. So I'm really worried about eating leftovers now. Isn't it so funny how we overcompensate? Because actually, as you're speaking, like my boyfriend says the same thing about his mom. Like they grew up just and he would be like, I don't know how old that that dressing is like or that mayonnaise. Like I'd have to check the dates because she would have she would go to Costco and just have so much stuff in there or whatever. I guess I took it. I took for granted how um, organized and clean my mom was growing up because I didn't really even know that there was anything different. But like he now is super neat. He hates clutter. He never really like he sh- he goes to the grocery like, you know, on the daily versus like stocking it for the week. And so right. I wonder if it's like we we just overcompensate for whatever it was that we didn't like as a child. Totally. Yeah. My, I was making a salad the other day with some like baby spinach and I was I'm like, there were parts of it that like, you know, when spinach starts to go bad, it just looks like it's like been soaked in water. Ew. And I was like, Ooh, this, this feels, and my mom's like, just here, hand it to me. And she like peels <laughs> off the piece of the leaf and then like throws the gross part away and like throws the like rest on my plate. She goes, that part's fine. Just wash it off. And I was oh, like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> But yeah, yeah I mean, it's just it's just a different like, look, I think, too, when they grew up, it was like, I'm just gonna make them sound so old, but it was like coming out of the Depression era. And you didn't throw shit away. Like, oh, totally. Made, um, and me, I'm just like, Ugh, this smells a little off. I'm gonna just throw it all away. Well, I actually, I did a podcast with um, a financial guy a couple weeks ago, and his name's Daniel Burke. He's amazing. And he was talking about that about how the programming from older generations, um, because of the depression, you know, like they, they don't erase those memories. So even though they're not living in the same capacity that they were, their mentality is still like save or like you don't waste food or, you know, things like that. And he was saying, he was like, I think it's going to be really interesting after COVID to see what our messages are. Cause like, you know, like I, financially that's a big thing I think we were all kind of living or I know I was like the last couple years have been great for me financially and so it really rocked me when COVID hit and our industry basically disappeared overnight and I'm like oh my god you know like there's no guarantees anymore and you really don't ever have that but that security that we had I think a lot of us have been rocked and I'm curious after COVID like you know, definitely now I'm so glad I have a savings account and like, I will never not live in that mindset anymore because of the experience we've had. Totally. Yeah. It's, um, I, um, my, my, my mom's always been like, I was making fun of her today because like, you know, I'm here for a month. So I didn't want to just feel like I was living out of the suitcase. Um, so I wanted to unpack and put stuff into the dresser in my room. But I mean, there is, she has saved shit. I said to I was like, there are enough like hand towels in this house to clean up the next Exxon Valdez spill. Like, <laughs> my, my dresser is full of like we call them tea towels, but just like you know what you would use like a a kitchen rag kind of thing. Yeah. Like, what? Why do do you need to fill drawers in my bedroom of this shit? It's so funny. You're not running up here when you spill something in the kitchen to be like, oh, I need one more of those. Maybe she is. You never know. <laughs> Maybe she spilled too much tea. I found I found a 2012 calendar in my drawer. Oh my! Now that's no, a bit much. I, I meant a 2000, 2002. Sorry, it was wow. Eighteen years. Oh god! I, I I was cleaning out a cabinet the other day and I found um, I found uh, cat medicine from the year two thousand nine. So wow. 
Maybe yeah. that's what you should make your project while you're there clean. You clean, can she can do your laundry and you can help her um, declutter. You can Marie Kondo that shit. Yeah, that's what I'm. I should get her that Marie Kondo book for Christmas. <laughs> You're like, Merry Christmas. Merry like, not Christmas. Not what she wants to do. That's not like, I remember when I was in college, my mom gave me a financial book and it was like, it was like a self-help book and a financial book for Christmas. And I was like, gee, thanks mom. <laughs> what are you trying to tell me? Damn. Anyway. Uh, All right. Let's get to it. Um, I got into her email and we have a couple we're going to go through today. Uh, this one is in reference to what we talked about last week about the um, STIs. Do you remember? Uh-huh. The yep. conversation was basically that it was at middle aged, like 45 to 55 or that age range kind of is right. The number of STIs is growing incredibly high and it's just it just keeps going and they're saying it's because a lot of people are getting out of long-term relationships and not really understanding the new dating world and so they're just passing I mean I keep wanting to say STDs but we learned last week that they're now called uh STIs STIs. infections not disease so this is this is called I got an incurable STI from my boyfriend She says, hi, Kelly and Chip. I listened in on this week's podcast about STI transmission. That shit happened to me. I had the same boyfriend my entire life and married him, but got divorced about three years ago after a 16-year relationship. I began seeing a coworker, not someone who works with me, but someone who works at the same place I do. Spoiler, we are still together. We started having sex a few weeks into dating, and an entire year later, the day before my birthday, he tells me he wants to talk and that he has herpes and has had it since he was a teenager. We did use protection early on, but after we became exclusive, we stopped. I was devastated that he didn't tell me before we ever had sex. Long story short, I now have herpes too, and as you know, it's for life. The worst part is, is that I'm still harboring some resentment towards him for not telling me and protecting me or damn allowing me to protect myself. I mean, most days I'm fine and I don't think about it, but this week's podcast brought those feelings to the surface and they are real. I mean, what do I do? I already have it. So now we both do. I guess it takes away the awkwardness of having to date and tell another guy I have the herp. Full disclosure, I love the guy now, but what if I had known about this before we got down and dirty? Would we be together? I wonder. What are your thoughts? Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I don't know how I would react to that because, yeah, it's like my initial knee-jerk reaction would be just like, bye. Yeah. You know? Because it's like a day late and a dollar short. Like, I do think he did her dirty. Like, I, I think that, yeah. that that unfortunately, if you do find yourself in that position, is something that needs to be disclosed before you have sex. Because if not, you're like starting your relationship with, uh, you know, like lies, basically. Like you're starting, your foundation is not even truthful. And so without that transparency, it'd be hard to like build a trusting, full, fully transparent relationship. Yeah. And now there's an, there's like resentment has been injected into the relationship. So it's like, you know, the smallest of argument can grow, go back to like, and then you fucking gave me herpes. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, you can't win anything like from his position, you know, like, right. What a, a major fuck up. Like, 
Like a year later. I'm like, whoa. I think it would be very difficult to tell someone that, especially if you really liked them, because then you'd be scared that they would be like, bye. But those are the, that's the consequence of like STIs, you know? And it's, and I don't mean to like, I'm not sort of shaming anybody, but um, because a lot of people end up getting them in situations exactly like this. When she decides, if she decides to move on, when she meets another sexual partner, it is her responsibility now Mm -hmm. to be like, Hey, there's something I need to tell you. And it's really fucking embarrassing, but I have this and I wish I didn't. And it was completely out of my control that I got it, but it is what it is. So it's like, then it at least like gives somebody the opportunity to be like, okay, well I'm going to do whatever I need to do to protect myself. Right. I mean, it's this, it's, it goes with like, I mean, there are people that are HIV positive that are on drugs that are make them non-detectable. That still, I mean, they have to say, I'm HIV positive, I'm non-detectable. But you have to, like, it's it's just part of being a responsible adult. Right. Yeah. If you're not man enough to, like, fucking say that in the beginning, how how is he going to, like, um, deal with any other sort of uncomfortable situations or conversations in a relationship. Well, I think that's what it brings up, right? Like the, the fact that he wasn't honest and especially for such a long time that they, I assume were having sex. I mean, he's putting her at risk without her, her knowing it. And obviously she ended up getting it. So it was a serious situation and um, she wasn't allowed to make the decision for herself. And so it's like, if you could, it feels very disrespectful to me in a lot of ways. And so it's like, if you could disrespect me on that level, like what else? Like that's where my head goes always. It's like, like that's why, you know, I mean, like I, I have friends who we've had this conversation recently, actually, I have a friend who, told a mistruth but now she's like dug herself into this place and she's like you know but it's like it's not that big of a deal so let's just like leave it as is and let's not like like I don't need to like go back and correct it because like it doesn't matter it's irrelevant and like if I go back now then I have to say I was lying but I'm like but if you're lying and they find out it makes it into a bigger issue you know and I just think that like we get ourselves in these holes sometimes where because we don't want to be adults or because we don't want to own up to being imperfect or human, um, we back ourselves into these corners that end up causing resentments, mistrust, like all of these bigger issues. When if you could just be honest and try to have an adult conversation, seems like the outcome might be better. Yeah, sometimes in the, in the, in the moment, like a little white lie or a bend of the truth. Or an omission. See? Or on a mission of the truth, like, is right in that moment. But what you can't ever predict in that moment is um, something coming up that, like, sheds new light on what you said. Yeah. And then you're like, well, what I meant was. And so, I look, I think it's just always, especially when it affects somebody else. It's well, their health, to be as especially. Honest. Yeah, it's like. It is incredibly selfish to just go for the poon. You know, it's yeah. like, what were you thinking, dude? Just thinking about that poos. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, just thinking about getting some action. That's the truth. Yeah, and I'm sure he yeah. really, really likes this per- this girl. Or now it sounds like maybe they're even more serious than just the like. But 
I think it's hard. I think it is super hard to authentically be ourselves and own all of our faults. Like I know it is for me and I think it is for everyone else, but especially when it comes to health, I always advocate for the truth. Yeah, I so agree. I understand her resentment. Uh, Samantha, hopefully you can um, get to a better place. And I hope you guys can have a conversation. And I hope that he owns up to like that that was a huge, huge fuck up. Okay, yes. good one. <laughs> cool joke. Cool. I hate I the agree. phone. I hate Approved. the phone. Okay, this one comes from Claudia. She says, hi, Kelly and Chip. Ooh, my mom's name. <laughs> Maybe it is your mom. Let's see. Yeah. She says, love the podcast. Thank you so much for keeping it real and funny. I'm hoping that you can help with an issue that I've been dealing with that seems to have only gotten worse in quarantine. I have a neighbor who has really loud sex and at all <laughs> hours of the day. She goes through dry spells, so it's not not a constant nuance, no nuisance, sorry, but recently it's been pretty consistent and it's causing me to lose sleep. And occasionally I'm worried that my coworkers might hear it when I'm on calls or zooms and think I have porn playing in the background. I'm dying. What do, what do you suggest I do? Join oh, in. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Knock on the window. Show up with a bottle of wine. <laughs> That's like a Sex in the City episode. I feel like Samantha does that. Like she somehow gets involved in a threesome because she's been on the other side of a wall and she's been masturbating when these people are having sex next door or something. It's pretty funny, actually. That's funny. You know, I lived in New York for six years and yeah, I, it was one of the things that like I full on was like, all right, I'm, you know, bring it on neighbors. I'm going to see people naked in their windows. I'm going to hear like loud sex all the time just because everyone's living on top of each other. And a lot of the buildings are so old and retrofitted and the walls and the floors. And so yeah. Thin. Did you? And, I mean, I think, I think there was like two nights that I heard people fucking. It was so sad. Like, <laughs> I, was like, I love how disappointed you are. I know. I like wanted to hear it. Like, look, I'm, I guess I should be thankful that I was never like just kept up by like, you know, loud moaning for hours and hours and hours. But well, it sounds like Claudia's got an issue that um, she needs to deal with. Yeah. Um, I've never had well, the issue I, at a place I've lived, but definitely like a hotel situation. I've experienced this. Right. I I've had that happen at a hotel, too. I think it's pretty hot when you hear it in a hotel. Oh, wow. Um, so you're into it. Well, look, I'm not into being kept up all night. And I'm certainly not into my coworkers thinking I'm that like porn playing in the background. Right. <laughs> like if I'm on a Zoom call. Um but I did a. I just pulled up an article in Psychology Today that has like ten things that you can do if your neighbors are having loud sex. Okay. <laughs> um, it says number one is remember that you're not alone. Um, people what live in close mean? quarters. Um, it just means that like there's probably a lot of people that this is happening to in your oh, building. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that you're not alone. It's a, the number two is know that it's natural for you to feel embarrassed. Um, so. What's funny is, it's like, I think that um, it says your embarrassment may be directly related to how mortified you'd be if you discovered that you'd been overheard. Mm -hmm. So there's like a, an inherent, like, like, why, why is, why is there any, to me, for Claudia, it's like, it's almost like the fact that she is like, what do I do? It shows that there's like a little embarrassment, like. If your if your neighbor was like constantly parking in your parking spot or 
leaving trash outside your door, you would be like, stop doing that. <laughs> you know, like, right. you wouldn't be like, what do I do? But there is like, I mean, what if you knock on your neighbor's door and you're like, um, your sex is keeping me up. And she's like, I can hear you farting all the time. <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Like, they just come back or like, or she's like, so? don't act like I haven't heard you fuck, you know, right. um, give people the benefit of the doubt. Um, except that it's normal to be turned on when you hear sex, uh, sex noises. So this one says your brain is wired to mi uh, mirror neurons, which makes you automatically um, intimate. Wait, which, which make you automatically imitate the psychology, actions, and emotions of others. They yawn, you, long, you yawn. They're aroused, you're aroused. You're not a perv. Yeah. That's interesting. So um, she didn't touch on that. So I wonder if, um, you know, there's a part of her that's like actually enjoys listening. Well, um, I think it's like anytime. Um, I mean, I've read some articles about different things like that. I can't remember exactly what the topic is, but it's how you associate the feelings of that. So like if you're hearing other people like moan and groan and like really get into it, you've probably been in a situation like that. And so you take yourself into that place. And so then of course it would turn you on. Cause like, you know how it feels and it feels good. Yeah. Makes sense to me. Um, totally. Then the, the next number five is to keep perspective you know, it basically says you have to acknowledge that sex is normal and pleasurable and it's an act of love. It could be worse. You could have a neighbor that has a dog that barks all day. Or I mean, I agree that with that. I would totally. so much rather listen to people have sex. Yeah. Um, and you also know it's like a limited amount of time, too. It's, you know, a dog barking all day while their sure. owner's gone is an all-day thing. Um, number six is ask them, ask them to change. Ask them to change their ways. Um, it says, you know, you can write a note, you can intervene, you can say something in the mailbox, but, um, remember that fly, that you catch more flies with honey than vinegar. Um, what? I didn't get that last part. You catch more flies with honey than vinegar. So be sweet about it. Oh, like, don't oh, be like, oh, 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 oh. you know, you fuck too loud. Shut up. Right, you right, know? right, right. Okay. Um, just like, Change. hi, <laughs> knock, knock, knock. Hey, neighbor, uh, here's some muffins. Just wanted yeah. to let you know that I can hear you having sex, which totally speaking fine, of, totally fine. Speaking but. of muffins, I yeah. heard you're getting pounded all night last night. So right. I just wanted to let you to know. Recover. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh here's some God. ointment. Too. Yeah, I was about to say you um, bring over some sort of cream. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing says change your ways. So it's like, you know, buy a sound machine, vacuum. That was going to be my music. Tip. Yeah. Like... Earplugs, noise canceling earplugs, things like that, headphones. Yeah. Um, enlist outside intervention. You can ask your apartment complex manager to say something. It even says some people resort to calling the police, but this should that be a lot. So loud... aggressive. <laughs> Yeah, it says loud sex is not exactly an emergency unless you're chronically di distressed, sleep deprived, or think that someone's safety is at risk. I mean, that's ridiculous. Like nine one one, what's your emergency? I'm sorry, but my neighbors are having sex way too loud. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. I really yeah, hope I people mean, don't tie up emergency phone lines with that kind of bullshit. Right, I, and like the cops, the cops have better things to deal with. I mean, they probably would love to deal with that situation. Yeah, you're like, probably right. I mean, that would be more exciting than some of the stuff they have to do. Hey, you know what? If, you're, if your neighbors are having loud sex, call at casual. Yeah. 
uh, record it. We'll play it. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> we're we're about we'll to start getting some theme, really theme raunchy. Song. Yeah. <laughs> That's like our background then, music. <laughs> number uh. nine. Number nine is contemplate this. Do you have loud sex? Well, so, right. Judgy Judgerson. And the last one is alternatively embrace the loud sex. That's what you said. I mean, yeah. right. I mean, just get out your vibrator, Claudia. Let's see what happens. Yeah. My turn. You Make on. love to yourself. Yeah. yeah. And yell back. Yell back. Back at you. Like, or, you know, call in your, your boyfriend or your girlfriend or whoever gets you off and have loud sex right back at them. Well, I do think it's like you could make a joke about it, like be like, what up, guys? And like if they can hear you, they're probably going to tone it down a little bit, you know, like if they realize, oh, shit, we just heard her through the wall. Um, But I think my suggestion was going to be get a sound machine because that's what I do in hotels. Like you just crank that shit up and you can't hear anything anymore if you need to go to sleep or whatever. But yeah, I mean. I don't know. I think there's worse problems, to be honest. I do understand the Zoom calls. I mean, this girl sounds like she's getting getting a lot. Oh, God. Good, Good for, for her. her. I know. Yeah. Amen. Living that quarantine dream. Yeah. I think, Claudia, our advice is get a, invest in a nice sound machine or just join in. <laughs> or a vibrator. <laughs> yeah. At Casual. At Casual. <laughs> Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer songwriter and composer John Batiste the all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. (sighs) Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. All right, this oh last God. one comes from Jenny, and it's about gift giving. Obviously, we're wait a minute, wait a minute. How does how is Jenny spelled? J E N N Y. Okay. Why? Okay. Well, because that's Jenny. I would say Jenny for that. Jenny is my sister's name, G I N N Y. And I thought, oh my God, how weird is that? That like oh, Claudia that and Jenny wrote in. No, it's Jenny. But this is a different name spelling for Jenny. J E N N I. 
But Jenny, so this is Christmas season, obviously. So there's a lot of gift giving going around and she has a question about it. She said, I love and hate gifts. I love getting gifts for people randomly. And if I see what I think is the perfect gift for someone, then I just get it and give the gift, not for a birthday or celebration of a holiday, but just because I hate giving gifts for people on a schedule. And normally I can avoid it with friends and family, but this year I got myself a boyfriend and yep. He comes with a family, his parents, his sister, and brother-in-law. I was talking to my girlfriend about this anxiety of getting gifts, and she just chugged her wine. She mentioned that her ex used to complain about the unevenness of their gifts, as in he spent more than her. As ungrateful as that seems, and as much as I love my girlfriend, I feel that there's a little bit of truth in that sentiment. It has nothing to do with economic status. I totally get living within your means. Plus, like they say, it's the thought that counts. But if I get him an autographed football and he just gets me a pack of my favorite candy, then yeah, seems a little weird and off. It seems awkward to talk about a cap and even more so, what do I cap it for his family? It's our first holiday together and I hate to make an impression with a half-baked gift with a cheap or too expensive price tag. Plus, I don't know them very well. Apparently, they already got me gifts too. Help. I know people are going to tell me I'm overthinking it. Believe me, I want to act casual. What do you think, Chip? Hmm. Well, um, there's a few things to sort of unpack here. The the sort of equality in gifts, um, that's a really tough thing because often like the more creative and thoughtful a gift that's is, so the cheaper true. it can the cheaper it can be. Yeah. Like look, if if you know someone is like a, a huge Joe Montana fan and you're like, I'm gonna get this autographed football <laughs> Joe Montana, yeah. like what decade are you living in? Like oh my god. Uh, but so like, if, you go back to like, like the first football player of all time, or right? Yeah, the guy who threw <laughs> that's rocks your reference, the game. like <laughs> big football but, fan, huh? <laughs> yeah, sports ball, sports but, ball. Uh, any, anyway, like I was saying, uh, um, sorry. <laughs> if if, if the, a lot of thought would go into being like, oh, he loves this, I'm gonna get this person to autograph this. So there's like legwork and it might not necessarily be, I mean, that might cost you, but like, right. It might not necessarily be expensive, but there's like thought and heart and work that goes into it. Right. Which makes it more valuable. Totally. Um, you know, you and I both have a, fr- a friend that like buys us the greatest gifts ever. And she's like impossible to buy for. Impossible. Um, yeah. And it's, um, you know, it, it can be very stressful, but like, Last year, like, I fucking nailed both her birthday you and Christmas. totally did. And it wasn't, like, I wasn't breaking the bank to do it. Right. So, um, you know, sometimes it's, I, I, look, I stress about gift buying, too, and I hate it when I feel forced to do it. I love to buy something when I'm, like, this is perfect for like that person. Like, if you see it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or if you have the idea, like, luckily, like, you know, I feel like even with your, your microphone, it was like, I felt like I had a great idea. Yeah, it didn't you cost did. a fortune to do. And, you know, but like those ideas don't hit every time, you know, so it can be really stressful. Then to have to buy for people that you don't know very that well. That actually stresses me out more. That's really hard because you could buy a really fucking nice expensive candle. Um, and think that it's like well it's a at least it's a nice gift but then it's like but you bought me a candle you right. know what i mean like which look i love a nice candle but it it also feels like something that had no thought put into it you know so it's 
that's a really stressful position to be in. Um, you know, I think too, like you could pick if you know anything about the the family or some or something about their like ideals or what's important to them, you could always donate to a charity that oh, aligns with their, their family belief, you know, a certain amount for each person and then, you know, give them a card that says that you did that. Um, cause then it's not something that's material. It's actually like a feel good sort of gift. Yeah. I I'm with you. I think thoughtful gifts are always more, um, I, I appreciate them more than like, I think as adults, it's sort of like you have your own money. You kind of buy what you want to buy or save for what you want to buy. And you know, whatever that looks like in your life. But like when someone puts a lot of thought into something, it's like, it just means more. And it actually is, you know, the most important gift and it could be $20 or something. But the question about the cap last year, you know, my boyfriend and I, we did that and that was good for me. I mean, I think it was like our first Christmas together and we just decided that we'll, we'll just spend this amount of money because it, it just was like, it's like kind of awkward when you're like, you know, newly doing something. And you know, I think that changes the longer you're in a relationship, but like, for me, that was a really good way to do it because then I felt like I had a wheelhouse of where he was going to go. He ended up doing way better than me because he got, he nailed the thoughtful part and did a really right. great gift. Um, but we didn't, neither one of us was like ex overly extravagant or overly in, in the other one was like cheaper, you know? So especially with the family, I would personally say, I think that that's such an easy thing to say to your boyfriend, like, Hey, like, you know, give me a range here. Or like, is there a cap of like how much you guys usually spend? And then I think with your boyfriend, you can just openly be like, okay, let's put like a hundred dollar cap or whatever your, your spending limit is. And, and just say like, that's where we go this year. Like, you know, if we want to do more later, whatever you can, but like, I think a cap is a good gauge, especially in a new relationship. Yeah. And yeah. I don't really, is that awkward? Cause to me, it wasn't awkward. It actually felt great. And I got the clarity I needed of like where to even look or where to start. Like it totally felt casual to me and it made the whole process way more casual and less stressful. Yeah. Um, Talking about money in general stresses me out. You oh know? yeah. So it's like I, I could I I would approach it like um, I don't want to put a cap on it, but I I'm not gonna like I'm gonna look for something that is thoughtful, and I don't want I would say I don't want you to spend a ton of money on me either. You know, like totally. And I would just kind of leave it at that. But then you also have to like check your expectations like on christmas morning you can't open something and be like this motherfucker just got me this you know <laughs> un un unless it's something that feels like he grabbed you a candle at tj maxx when he was checking out you, you know what love i mean the candle reference today. <laughs> look, I, look and i love a good candle same but like, it better it better be a candle that it looks like he put some fucking thought into right. and not just like one that he got at, you know, the, the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so just to have something. So, um, to me, it's like the more that you can see that there is thought in it. Um, and two, it's like when I've gotten gifts where I'm like, you should not have spent this much money on me when I can tell like the reason why they got it for me was yeah. because of the thought totally. and they like, did not care about the price tag. Right. It sort of takes the guilt away too. I know. 
Yeah, I mean, it's so, a weird dynamic. Gift giving, it's like not necessarily my love language. So I, I don't know that I re- relate to the, to, I relate to the stresses of it because especially when you're on, like you have to do it like a Christmas or a birthday and you have to do it on a certain schedule. It's, it is, it's like, uh, and it, you know, when you think of a good idea, it's just so much more fun to like give it to that person randomly or whatever. Um, but yeah, so well, I would, and too, I think you can court, you can back yourself into a corner with a limit too. Like that's if, you, if you're like, okay, let's like, we're only doing 50 bucks. Like, then you're like, God damn it. I can't find anything. Like, like that's you might hard, miss something that's, right. Yeah. You might miss something that's $60 and like you're, you know what I mean? It's, Maybe it's just a range. I think a range is good. Like, let's say your range was 50 to 100. So you're not so locked right. in, but like you have like a little bit of a wheelhouse. Also, like the good news is with the internet these days, you can Google anything from gift guides to thoughtful gifts. And I think those are great ways to get some ideas. I will say like my boyfriend's gift to me was so good. He did. Um, he got me this super cool. He's going to be so embarrassed if he ever knows I told this story, but he got me this <laughs> super cool leather journal, like, but it was probably off of like Etsy, like a $20 thing, but it was beautiful. Like, leather anyway so I thought that was it like when I opened it I was like oh my gosh this is so nice because he knows I like to journal and I just thought that that was it but he was like well you can open it and he had inside of it he does this with his daughters but he um writes down like funny things they say or funny memories or cool memories or sweet memories so that he'll remember them, you know? Cause like we're all like so overloaded all the time. It's like you forget stuff. And especially with kids, I think you want to remember. And so in my journal, he had written down all these like fun, um, fun times, sweet times, nice things are like moments. He re- realized how he felt about me, but so he wouldn't forget, like he wrote him in this journal and he was like, we can keep this going like throughout our relationship. But so we can keep note of like all the monumental things or all the like memories. We never want to forget all the moments, all the things we say to each other, those kind of things. And it was like literally the best gift I've ever gotten. I love it. I love it. What if you had like fake dramatic and you were like, well, shit, now you've already written in it. Like, this isn't my journal. Like, <laughs> I would never. First of all, rude. But second rude. of all, like, it was like, I, I think I cried. He gave me that, and then he took the Enneagram test and printed out what his stuff meant. And I was like, what oh, number, my God. What do number you, is he? He's a one. I'm a four. He's a one. Yeah. Okay. But we, that literally, I was like, oh, my God. He, like, nailed it. If you know anything about me, I'm obsessed with the Enneagram. And, like, I had been begging him to take it. And he thought he was just like, this is so ridiculous. He hates stuff like that, but he did it for me. And so I, of course, have read every single part of the packet of his thing. And I think it's fascinating. And he like doesn't give two shits, but he knew I would love it. So it was like two of the best gifts I've ever received, but very thoughtful. It didn't cost a ton. You know, it was just like the sentiment behind it. So there you go. I love that. That was a really sweet gift. He's yeah, he did well. He did well. Nailed and, it. And you did you 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 mentioned Etsy. I think that first of all, like all these major retailers are like so behind on all their shipping and stuff. I know this you got to get to it. Do not yeah. Do not forget about Etsy. These are small businesses, people. Um, like these people need your money more than Target and Walmart and Amazon. Totally and. They're not as overwhelmed and the creativity is higher. You're going to find you can get so specific on what you're looking for. 
and people do a lot of custom stuff. So right. I think Etsy is like where it's at this Christmas for people. Absolutely. I have two gift guides up on velvetsedge.com too, if this is helpful to you guys. But I have one for him and one for her. And within each of those posts, we have multiple different like fashion, tech stuff, you know, miscellaneous, all the random stuff that you wouldn't necessarily think of if you're looking for gift ideas. I also did under 100 gifts because I think a lot of people are shopping on a budget this year with COVID and everything. Totally. Yeah. um, Yeah. But there's definitely some Etsy links too, because I agree with you. I think that is a great place to shop for thoughtful and different gifts, which we all kind of seem to want, especially this year. Yeah. Well, Chip, this was great catching up. I hate not seeing you in person every week. This makes me so sad. I know, but think about how fun it'll be when I'm back. That's true. I'll really, really appreciate seeing you every week. We're going to have to... Yeah, we're going to have to really tie one on next time when we're face-to-face. For our next date as boyfriend and girlfriend? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <For> <laughs> our, our next, next trip. <laughs> our next drink date. Um, <laughs> you guys, don't forget, we are now officially on Cameo under Act Casual. We will pretty much do anything. We've got to record. We have a, we have a video request for sync. No, sorry. A dramatic reading. This is the latest one. A dramatic reading of the WAP lead. Did you see that one come in, Chip? Yeah. That's so funny. So that'll be entertaining. I might actually have to post that if it turns out okay. But um, (laughs) you guys submit your act casual cameo request. Hey, if you're looking for a gift idea, speaking of gift ideas, we'll do Christmas stuff. I think that could be actually really funny. We can sing um, some carols maybe or... Anything, Chip? <laughs> well, well um, yeah. We'll I record mean, your I'd, neighbors I'd, having sex really loud. <laughs> totally. I well, I threw the idea out. Like, if you, if anybody has a song they want us to review, I'll review it. Oh yeah, like you were saying, Chip works in music management, so he was like, yeah. If I mean, any new artists want to send in their things, act casual. I'll be, I'll, I'll, be, but, I'll be honest. That's but Chip, what, what if you about. hate it? Well, I don't think I would say, like, I hate this. I would say this isn't my thing. Uh-huh. Um, and this is these are the areas that I think that it, some improvement could, you know. Or I may, maybe I'll be a little meaner. But I, my, the point is, is I don't want to be mean. I want to help people. So do you feel you're definitely not the Simon Cowell? Do you feel like you're maybe the Randy? I think you're the Randy. I'm, I'm the Randy? I'm like, I'm, you're I'm Paula? a little more... <laughs> No, I'm I'm kind of Simon Cowell without being like, you know, mean, snarky, but not malicious. Maybe. Because I, I I think that Simon often like said what everyone was thinking, but oh, he was the one that had the balls to say it. You yeah, know? his delivery was just like brutal. Right. Yeah. I love that we're referencing the old judges. Like American Idol is on now, and they have completely different judges. Like for for some reason, we're going to Simon Cowell. Well, you know, you know, the reason why I think we do that is because there was. I mean, granted, there had been talent shows for you know as long as there's been talent, but um, the he it was like a brand new paradigm. Like it was right. so different, and and now anything that follows, like. People are play, they play roles because the paradigm's been broken. Oh, so, I see what you're saying. Like they you know, set the mold. Yeah. 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 They, yeah. So Simon did for sure. He 100 percent did. Oh man. Well, back. whatever it is that you guys want us to do, just send in the request. I mean, if it's too racy, we might not do it. But I actually can't think of that many things I wouldn't do. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, we're yeah. acting casual, so you well, know, yeah, like I don't think we have any fucks left to give in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, get them in now before it's 2021. Ugh, you never know. We might totally change. We're going to be like prudes in 2021. <laughs> We're going to totally shift gears here. All right. You guys keep the emails coming. We'll be back next week with more at casual. It's at casual at velvetsedge.com. And you can find us on cameo at act casual. I am on Instagram at velvet's edge and chip is at chip Dorsch. Do you have any sounding off remarks, chip? <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> um, do you have big plans this weekend? Are you gonna nope. get out of the sweatpants? That is what I want to um, know. No, I think I'll probably. I'm gonna help my dad around the yard. Oh, so you might actually put on some real pants. Oh, or I'll wear sweatpants to do that too. Interesting. Good for you. I'm glad your mom's gonna wash them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, you guys have a great rest of your week. Great weekend, and always remember. Act casual. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Vosh at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com build.